Well, Beckage, but I expect you should die. <laughs> Do you expect me to pick up that ring? Do you expect me to talk? <laughs> Mr. Baggins? <laughs> I love the fact that you're doing, you're doing Goldfinger with Sean Connery's voice. It's Schmaug. <laughs> Schmaug. That, you see, now we're, now we're just doing Dragonheart, <laughs> which is a film we definitely should do. <laughs> Is he? Uh, I don't know. So off on some adventure, some some guy with a long grey beard just sort of wandered off. And good riddance, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so Matt, it's just you and me this week. Um, Callum's not here, but you know, I think he sent a message saying like we should watch uh, the Hobbit. Yeah, know. he didn't say which one though. So, yeah, uh, we we just went for the first one that we could find on uh, on yeah, the internet. We went for the first thing that comes to mind. You know, if someone says go watch the Hobbit. There's a lot of different versions out there, but you know, there's one that will always come to mind uh, for you, for me, for pretty much anyone who knows the culture. It's a it's a classic family favorite. Some people complain about the length and maybe like what they took out of the story or like put in, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it did what it could do, and and in in my opinion, it did bloody well. And I'm of course talking about the uh, the 1985 Soviet version, Hobum. <laughs> Is Which, that really what it's called? No. <laughs> That's just how I heard them say it. <laughs> when they were His film about small people. Okay, do you want to hear the do you want to hear the full title? Yes, please. Uh, oh no, it's not Hobbum, it's Hobbit. 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 <laughs> Jeremy Hobbit. <laughs> the full title is the fabulous journey of Mr. Bilbo Baggins, the Hobbit, across the wild land, through the dark forest, beyond the misty mountains, there and back again. I tell you what, with all the glitter that's in this, damn, it is it is fabulous. It really is. Before we jump into this, I think it's fair to say there's not really any need to go through the plot beat by beat in the way that we normally no. do. Um, no, not at all. We all know the fucking Hobbit. Like, it's... It's it's fine. It's a children's book. It's very straightforward. And the Soviet version is a loose adaptation of it. It's a fun little... Uh, like It's very in the spirit of the original book in that it's... Um... I think it was meant for like a, a a Soviet like children's TV channel. Yeah, it's a children's. I, I keep referring to it as a film. We're going to call it a film throughout this, but it it it's important to note that it isn't a film. It's a television play. Oh, TV play. Ooh. ooh. So it was all being done live, essentially. I mean, actually, that's not true. Sorry. What am I talking about? Straight up, just Western lies. Once just just again complete about, about capitalist lies the about Union. the production of <laughs> Hobbit. In old country, you could not get beans in supermarket. Also, Hobbit was play. <laughs> it was a TV, a made-for-TV play, and I think that is is very clear when you start yeah. watching it. I mean, I, th- this was brilliant. Like 
you text me when you started watching it and you were just like i don't know if this is gonna be the right yeah yeah i, I will be honest i had i had some reservations as to a whether this is a warm tins movie and I, I'm still, I'm still on is. the fence about that, but it's certainly interesting. Yeah, I was also very aware of didn't want to seem like we're punching down at this film um, because of it. It's like very clearly more of a shoestring budget than we have ever really. Uh, it's barely even a shoestring budget, is it? <laughs> it's probably it's just like one of the little boggles at the end of the shoelace. Yes, yeah, half half a shoelace it's been chewed um, by a dog. <laughs> After like my initial reservations, um, you know what? It, it's a pretty decent film, and I think there's some. Oh, sorry, very decent play, and I think there's definitely <laughs> some things uh, in here that are like worthy of like uh, picking apart and talking about a bit more. Well, do we want to? Do we want to just sort of go through it in the in the vague sort of blocks, and then we'll? Uh, I've I've got plenty of notes. I know you've got plenty of notes. I think <laughs> I think we should just we should just spitball it. Let's just fucking freewheel it. We don't have Callum weighing us down anymore. <laughs> yeah. He's dead weight. No Star Wars references tonight. <laughs> I know. I, I I might find it. Actually, this is quite a Brettian <laughs> play, <laughs> really, because it's reminding you constantly that it is in fact a play. So, Callum. Thank you for introducing that to my vocabulary. Um, you're here in spirit, buddy. Even if you're off fighting a yeah. dragon or whatever it is you're doing. <laughs> Stealing a ring from a uh, a man covered in straw. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do the um, plot or do you want me to do it, Matt? Uh, if you if you want if you want to do it, you you um, you have a sort of a a deeper understanding of <laughs> what the hell went on in this play. <laughs> Well, uh, well, you say that, but <laughs> this is going to be really interesting because Matt, you watched the version with English subtitles, and I watched the whole fucking thing without any subtitles at all. <laughs> I love this. I so love this. Like, I <laughs> like for once, I'm the smart one who went. Huh, I wonder if someone's like put put some subtitles on this bad boy and yeah like one of the first things that came up was english subtitles it was like cool let's watch this this <laughs> moron <laughs> so, I cool. whole thing, like, i'm sure i'll be able to figure it out I, it i'm going to be very a good leftist to watch it in the original russian <laughs> <laughs> yes if i read translation then original meaning is is corrupted by capitalist translators yeah couldn't be bothered to find original russian what what is to be done by Vladimir <laughs> Lenin? Oh, I've Soviet got it. I can't Hobbit. read it. I just sort of stare at it and hope that its knowledge enters my brain, <laughs> like some sort of Necronomicon. <laughs> so the film opens very bizarrely. This took a moment for me to wrap my little head around. Uh, again, <laughs> emphasizing the fact that everything is just in Russian except the occasional Mister Bilbo Beggins. Um, <laughs> I love the way that Russians pronounce Bilbo Baggins. It's so charming, isn't it? <laughs> They're just like, ah, Mr. Bilbo Biggins. <laughs> There's one guy who's got a bit of a Sean Connery thing going on. I think Thorin has like a Sean Connery thing. So he's like, ah, Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> Mr. Bilbo Baggins. 
But we open, um, bizarrely, not in the Shire, not in Middle-earth. No, it's like some sort of, like, cafe. And yeah. there's just a dude in a bowler hat and a moustache who just sits down and starts narrating. Like, there's no, like, <laughs> subtitles or, like, a- anything to tell you who this guy is. I can only assume it is meant to be J.R.R. Tolkien. It is. He's called The Professor in the Russian version, <laughs> but he is J.R.R. Tolkien. <laughs> But Soviet Tolkien, basically, like, I only assume bookends every scene with, like, a little, um, like, a little bit of narration or whatever, Matt. You you, you could actually understand what the man was saying. I could just see an yeah. old man in a chair. Yeah, yeah, he's... <laughs> No, he he is, um, he's doing, like, a direct address to the audience, and he's taught, introduces the plot, and, yeah, he's just being the narrator. I don't know why that took me so many words to say. <laughs> I've just I've just come off night shifts. Leave my me and my pudding brain alone. You would not make a good Soviet narrator, Matt. You no, would... I would not. Can't speak <laughs> Russian for one. That's, it's very confusing. <laughs> I would just talk in English with ridiculous accent. Very good, my friend. Very good. <clears throat> We're going to need to stop doing that. We're oh get no! Canceled. Absolutely not. <laughs> Um, actually, that's not a Russian accent. That's a uh, Romanian accent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, book en- he bookends all these little scenes, but then you actually get into the Shire. Bilbo is sitting there. He's smoking on his, his great long pipe. Mm. He's, he's having a nice time. Like, he looks he looks like a sailor. This is something I really liked about it. He's got, like, a little beanie. He doesn't look like a sailor. He looks like a fucking plumber. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's the tiny little beanie and some like dungarees. It just like it it's not meant to be a pipe. It's definitely meant to be like a roll-up fag. <laughs> <laughs> what mate? Oh you're on adventure, you've got a dragon problem. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> Plumber Bilbo Baggins, played by Mikhail Danilov, then meets Gandalf, who is possibly the most inexplicable part of this film. Hello, it's me, the wizard Gandalf. It is it is bizarre. Like Gandalf like minces in there and he's got glitter all over his face. He's got a beard that goes all the way down to his like cock and balls and it's like really it's... narrow. The beards in and this ab- are fucking amazing. The beards are great, but Gandalf is just a fucking glittery sassy like fucking icon in this whole fucking thing i don't understand what the direction for this was like obviously we've we've grown up with ian mckellen in lord of the rings and the hobbit like he's just sort of like a a nice wizened old man who Mm. like occasionally gets angry at demons in volcanoes (laughs) but this guy is just like baffling he is amazing he's so good but i don't understand absolutely (laughs) bewildering so like dear listener pause the podcast go google um 1985 soviet gandalf and just bask in his glory like he's got glitter makeup he's got this strange thing he's got like a little afro on his head it's it's like yeah it's like strange little curly hair that yeah. doesn't like match with the long gray beard and he's always giggling Gandalf yes. is just like but like when he's first introduced it's like a chuckle for the most of it but right at the beginning it's like evil he's like Vincent Price like he's just sort yes, of yes very Vincent Price like Bilbo and Gandalf were talking I have no idea about what I can only assume it's the good morning thing like is it a good morning or or is it the morning good um that like whole iconic intro um yeah. you can tell me if that was actually the case matt again i don't know uh yeah from what from what i remember it it was like that that 
uh, philosophical discussion of uh, what is good, what is mourning. Except it's done by a fucking grim plumber man and a, a really <laughs> camp wizard <laughs> who occasionally just bellows out this sort of like <laughs> sent me. It was like the first thing that I fully belly laughed at. <laughs> Impossible character direction. <laughs> I loved it. I have no idea what was I mean, going on, but I really I, liked Gandalf. It's, it's great, but it is honestly inexplicable. <laughs> Very strange. <laughs> We've got to thank uh, the actor for that, Ivan Krasko. Ivan Krasko is still active now. He's still going around oh, acting. Cool. His most recent film role that I could find was in uh, 2018. I can only assume this is a poor translation, but it is just the most Russian name. Where is going the sea? <laughs> where is going the sea? Where is going the sea? Who knows? Who knows where it's going, Ganda? <laughs> the only thing I can uh, really like point out is like the fact that because it's a play, obviously, like you've got all these, all the backdrops are like hand painted, and the Shire yeah. one's gorgeous. It looks like a watercolor painting from like the nineteenth century. It's just, it's really lovely. It's, it's really very nice. serene. I liked a lot of the special effects in this movie. I found them like really, <laughs> really charming. But the fact that they're like doing the best with the the very, 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 very limited budget they have, I was just like really charmed by it. Like this whole this whole film just really like. It made me. It made me all sort of like smiley. <laughs> I had a really yeah. Nice like time. I, I did. I can't. I caught myself smiling <laughs> at at it. It's like like you say. It is a very charming, uh, very charming production. I love like the uh, the rudimentary green screen and yeah, yeah. all the hand painted sets. I think that they're they're really well done. But <laughs> yeah, um, no, the sh- the Shire yeah. looks gorgeous though. Like it is like mm. you're right. It's just like a beautifully painted thing. And then um. Gandalf, I assume, <laughs> he tells Bilbo that they're gonna have a di- he's gonna have a dinner party for his friends, and yes. uh, Bilbo says, "All right then, Gandalf, you you old sack of shit, come on in." Uh, I don't think he's. I don't think he says, "Come on in." It's still. It's still very similar to um, the Peter Jackson one, where he was just like, "What you're having? You're having your friends round my house." <laughs> I don't think so, mate. Um, but then, like, they go into, um, like, the, the scene where all the dwarves arrive uh, for dinner. And I it's very it. fun. Um, I love it. But, like, uh, Bilbo is, like, so much... He's, de- he's nowhere near as antagonistic or, like, fed up with all these dwarves as he is um, in Peter Jackson's trilogy. <laughs> un- <laughs> unnecessary trilogy. And it's really fun as well, because, like, as more dwarves show up, the background music like gains in in tempo. <laughs> I I was so it was really pantomime. Like yes, he's, he's just he's setting the table for dinner, and then the doorbell rings, and he goes over, and the first dwarf arrives, gives him his coat and his walking stick, and then goes to sit down for dinner. And they basically do this for however many dwarves there are. I think there's like sixteen of them or something. Yeah, there's like <laughs> there's loads and loads of them. And they all just keep coming, and every single time they walk in and introduce themselves to Bilbo, who then shakes shakes their hand and says, "Bilbo Baggins, Bilbo Baggins." <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bilbo Baggins. Nori. B- Bilbo Baggins. Ori. Uh, Bilbo Baggins. Oin. Bilbo Baggins. Gloin. Bilbo Baggins. And um and yeah, and all this time the music's just like gaining in pace. <laughs> 
The music in this is so charming. Oh, I, I love, I love it. It's so the music like, is so good. <laughs> it's just like little synths and sort of like fake trumpets and stuff. It's like something you'd hear in like Watership Down, but like before it gets fucked. Yes. <laughs> or um, one thing that this weirdly one thing that this film really reminded me of was um, the Neverending Story. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. No. Exactly the same. Oh, Got huge never-ending story vibes. Apart from like, there's there's no trauma of like a horse dying. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and never-ending story was filmed uh, a lot um, uh, better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking. About. <laughs> He's Western decadence. Uh, yeah, I just really liked the the bit that like really really got me is is when they suddenly and very inexplicably at a rate that like i don't think i was prepared for i know you weren't prepared for it matt the first of four musical numbers appears oh my god i wasn't (laughs) expecting this to be a musical i was Um, so happy (laughs) i was like oh my god Because at first I thought they were doing the Misty Mountains song. No, um, uh, it's a it's a song uh, about doing um, like doing all the uh, doing all the dishes after dinner. <laughs> <laughs> but all the dwarves are like singing about smashing the plates on the floor, chipping all the glasses, and then one of them like sings about smearing mustard all over all over the furniture or something. Bilbo's just looking on, more and more dejected and upset that these dwarves are like threatening to smash up all this shit. <laughs> that, that's that's in the Peter Jackson one as well, isn't it? Is it? Hold on. Yeah, Hobbit Plates song. It's called What Bilbo Baggins Hates. It's, yeah, the, the lyrics are very similar, but the presentation is, like, totally different. Like, the um, the one in the Soviet Hobbit is, like, uh, less folksy. It's, like, it's almost like a pop song. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, smash the plates on the floor, smash the plates on the floor. <laughs> Uh, the Peter Jackson one is like a lot folksier, or at least it, it has that feel because of the the instruments that back it. Whereas, it's, it's whereas like... this one's all done with synth. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so... <it's great. laughs> I, I it's been literally years since I read The Hobbit, but I wonder if there is like a whole bit in there where they do sing about it because the Misty Mountain song is in The Hobbit, and I believe they mm. sing some variation of it in this. It... Honestly, kind of Tolkien was such like a, a prolific world builder, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it's true. They could have just lifted it out of Silmarillion. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so the musical numbers, bloody marvellous. Thank you. I would like more mm. Soviet musical numbers, please. I am going to now search for Soviet musicals for us to watch. <laughs> also, like to uh, continue on with like the whole campness uh, theme that like 
just overarchs this whole thing. Mm. Um, all of the dwarves' costumes are like really brightly coloured. They're like a proper little rainbow brigade. It's fantastic. I wrote in my phone while I was doing it, why are the dwarves power rangers? But then I like, quickly <laughs> got rid of it because I was like, no, these guys are so much cooler than power rangers. Hey, all don't they you, do is don't bumble. you get us cancelled by uh, by power ranger Twitter. <laughs> yeah, no, they're all wearing these fu- these fucking bizarre like. unitard things yeah unitards with like cloaks and then like some of them have got hats some of them have just got like their like massive hair loose to set thorin apart as the uh as the king you know the main guy they've put him in the (laughs) the tightest (laughs) orange trousers i've ever seen in my life you can see everything <laughs> this this man is hung there is a point at, towards the end where he's talking to bill but it's like where he's throwing his big bitch fit at the end of it where he's just like why didn't you give me the crystal bilbo <laughs> he's like stood half on a rock and his crotch is like directed right at the camera like it's virtually dead center and you can just see the outline of this fucking eggplant in there it's ridiculous <laughs> But after that whole, like, they get their quest, Bilbo reluctantly, somewhat reluctantly agrees to go. Uh, they, they kind of talk him into it. Um, no, they don't even talk him into it. It's it's almost like a... Uh, he gets bonked on the head, doesn't he? Yeah, it's pretty much like a... Uh, it is pretty much a kidnapping, but because Bilbo <laughs> is based on an Englishman, he just he's just like, oh, all right then. <laughs> doesn't he get conked on the head, and then when he wakes up, he's dizzy, and they say, do you want to come with us? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then he wakes up again, yeah, pretty- and he's like... Yeah. Did I agree? And they were like, no, and then they bonk him on the head again. That is pretty yeah, no, that is pretty much what happens. Like I really enjoyed on. the fact that like I'm trying to piece together the narrative just from my like vague recollections of the hobbits. Uh and I'm gonna have to ask you to just remember what actually happened because I <laughs> I am just guessing all of this. Two two idiots who are half listening to the Hobbit <laughs> trying to piece together what was happening. <laughs> So they they leave they leave they go on their adventure that Bilbo has agreed to, and uh, they sing another musical number while they're trudging. can't remember if they're singing about it or um if it's the the russian tolkien uh narrating it but they i seem to remember them uh someone talking about the trolls that try to eat them the wolves ah. that chase them and then getting rescued by eagles but i can't remember if that's in the musical number or if that's tolkien's narration Ah, because I was wondering about the trolls because I thought where they get to next, the cave was full of trolls. I thought the no, goblins no. were trolls. No, no, um, they. I don't know if it's like a budgetary thing or if it's more accurate to the Hobbit book because uh, <laughs> big reveal time. I've never read any of the Lord of the Rings books. They're <laughs> um, nerds, mate. I've only, I only read The Hobbit when I was a child because it is a book for literal children. Um, <laughs> and then the, I tried to read some Lord of the Rings and it's just far too difficult. I think Callum's read them. Callum, write in. 
<laughs> Write in from Misty Mountains Cold and tell us if you've read Lord of the Rings. Um, but yeah, um, they they kind of just they they gloss over the trolls and uh, the wargs and the White Orc uh, and getting rescued by the eagles and just like skip uh, to um, skip to the skip goblins, to the goblins. <laughs> which I think I think we should as well because what the fuck? <laughs> I loved it. I was so bewildered. <laughs> The fucking the goblin song is just like amazing. Because <laughs> they they rock up to the cave, um, and then all the dwarves and Bilbo goes to sleep. Gandalf vanishes, I assume, to do some mischief because he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's just got a, a uh, he's just got this fucking uh, cheeky grin that just fucking disappears, <laughs> he, like giggles and then disappears for no reason whatsoever. And they're in this sort of really weird cave. It's got like reversed colors in the background, so it's like a weird sort of like purpley red cave, and like. The colors are all shifting. They do a really cool, like, charming uh, special effects moment where they make a lizard look like it's fucking massive. And then <laughs> Bilbo goes to sleep and has weird nightmares about, like, birds, is what I could kind of get from that. Like, I just get. Oh, no, birds. yeah, no, this, the, yeah, this is the, this is, that's the bit where he's, uh, he's dreaming about the, um, about the trolls and the eagles and stuff. Oh. That's why there's birds. <laughs> He's just like um, he is. He's literally doing the uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody thing of is this the real life or is this fantasy? Oh my god! He's like narrating, <laughs> and while he's just getting this, these like horrible bird puppets are like coming up through the darkness and like <laughs> that was the worst part for me. I was terrified. <laughs> But then he wakes up and some goblins arrive, and the goblins in this were like oh, fucking trained do- Soviet dancers. And they're just dudes in leotards as well. <laughs> it's amazing. They're really going for it. They're like <laughs> they're the dead dancers. Yeah, here we go. The goblins are human-like with little makeup and were portrayed by dancers from Leningrad State Academic Opera and Ballet Theatre. Incredible. Absolutely amazing. Like, the the cream of the crop just poured out in front of us in a goblin costume. <laughs> Did you have to say you had the lyrics for the song there, Matt? Yeah, um, by the looks of things, they're, they're pretty much word for word what's in the book, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but obviously it's all in Russian, so they're going clap, snap, the black, the black crack, grib, grab, pinch, nab, and down, <laughs> down to Goblin Town. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Down to Goblin Town, baby! Oh my god, that's really appropriate because the King Goblin that they then get pulled in front of sounds like he's doing like an Italian American impression. <laughs> Big time Garby over here in Goblin Town. With it, we got some old school tunes. Keeping it OS for life. 
Yeah, the lyrics fucking sent me. <laughs> down, down to Goblin Town. That's fucking amazing. I really liked the Goblin scene. I had no idea what was going on. They try to fight their way out of Goblin Town. Gandalf just, like, reappears after, I don't know, like, shoving some someone in a locker. And he just shows up. He's like, ah, a sword fight. Excellent. And he takes out his sword and he throws it. But then by the magic of special effects, it flies, (laughs) like, darts straight across the stage. And then it's almost like they... It's almost like the person doing the special effects editing just fucking dropped the picture of the sword. It's like it like... It, it just fucking, goes it like floats a long. there and just sort of like shakes for a bit and then like falls <laughs> to the floor. <laughs> it reminds me of like an old like Newgrounds animation or something. It's just this weird sort of sword. But like Gandalf is laughing maniacally while he's doing Yeah, just having a having a great time. <laughs> he just appears out of nowhere and just goes, ha 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 ha, and then murders a shitload of goblins. <laughs> It's just amazing. It's so fucking good. But in the chaos, Bilbo gets lost. Gets lost in the caves underneath Goblin Town and uh, he finds a ring. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, what? He finds a ring. I'm sure it's not important. Uh, <laughs> and uh and then we then we uh we meet the uh the second MVP of the whole thing. Uh we meet Gollum. Right, this is the reason that I wanted to do this film. Look at him. He's got weird antenna, and he's wearing like a frog suit. He looks like a filthy Frank character or something. <laughs> I, I was thinking he looks like uh, one of the divers who went into the, the basement of the Chernobyl power plant. <laughs> this is just how he came out. He looks like the diver that Elon Musk called a pedophile. <laughs> Also, Gollum it's... is making some incredible noises, and my favourite is he just goes, Balesky, Balesk! Oh, he's honestly, honestly incredible. He's like, he's more camp than menacing. Um, yes. Yeah, <laughs> again, a, a, a running theme in this, I guess, because it's made for children. They were like, we can't make it scary. That's true. Because it'll it'll upset the children. Gollum's portrayed by an actor called um, Igor Dmitriev. The man has been in over 120 films. The guy's having an absolute blast. Like you say, he's not menacing, but he's probably the most standout character that I saw in this, in terms of just, like, someone who was really going for their performance. Um, Absolutely. Hamming it up. Yeah. Taking it to 11. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like like really sort of camping, sort of like pantomime villain again. Um, But he's also like quite charming. Like he's not a scary golem. He's like laughing and he's he's like joking with Bilbo at one point, even though at the end of it is like, well, I'm going to eat you if you get this riddle wrong. The two of them, like you can tell the two of them are like kind of enjoying themselves. I could I could tell by the cadence when they did the twenty white horses on a hill riddle. Yes, yeah, was... like there, there is a lot of fun being had in this scene. It's it's great. It it's a very it's a very uh, it, it's obviously very different from uh, the scene in the Hobbit uh, with uh, with Bilbo and Gollum, uh, Andy which fucking I, circus Andy Circus <laughs> Martin Freeman again. Like I'm really, it's probably like 
maybe my favorite scene out of that trilogy, although that's like not a very high bar to cross. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a very different take, and it, it's very enjoyable. Yeah, it's it's really charming, even when you can't understand what they're saying. That's my takeaway <laughs> from it. It transcends language. This is where I stopped taking notes because I got really pulled in. Um, but at some <laughs> point, does Bilbo end up in a spider's nest? Uh, yeah, so um, ob- obviously, like, the, um, Bilbo and Gollum, like, they do the riddles, and Bilbo does the what's in my pocket, and uh, the guy playing Gollum, like... <laughs> In, sorry, in my notes I had him it's like like Hannibal Lecter being played by Julian Clary. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. Um, <laughs> Hello, Clarice. <laughs> eat, you, eat you in those shoes. <laughs> The lambs are screaming, Clarice, but it's for your haircut. <laughs> so um, Gollum's just like, no, that that's not fair. I'm going to eat you anyway. Uh, Bilbo puts on the ring and disappears. What? So Sorry, did, hold on. He, are you telling me he, this ring can do things? What, this, that's this, lucky. This ring appears to be quite powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Surely not. A ring of power? <laughs> Nonsense. <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> um, so Bil- Bilbo turns invisible, uh, runs away from Gollum, and <laughs> we, we get to um, Bilbo catching up with the rest of the dwarves in the spider's nest. This is amazing. <laughs> I couldn't understand anything the spiders were saying. Um, listen, like, listener, if you... If you- Listen, listener, if you haven't seen this, you are missing out. Because what, <laughs> what is happening on screen is two rubber Halloween spiders <laughs> on string, just like being shaken by like a guy with his hands out, just like making them move when they're meant to be talking. And they're just, they're doing the whole bit of like, <laughs> like uh, the cute. The sh- the small ones are tasty and all of that, like discussing eating the dwarves. But it is just fucking mental. <laughs> the spiders keep giggling and they're like voiced over by people whose voices have been like made really high pitch. So they're just there like Yeah. <laughs> it's that's my spider oh, impression. It's spot on, it really is. We can eat you, Hosa. Eat young. <laughs> yeah, another scene, utterly inexplicable. It's so loved every second good. of it. <laughs> so Bilbo like defeats the spiders by appearing and then thwarting them with a well-thrown stick. Like he just like yeah, pretty much the stick to the other web, and the spiders go, what the? "What's that over there?" Like a hitman NPC. Oh my god, a stick run! <laughs> And then you just freeze them, and the guys are like, oh, cheers, Bilbo. Yeah. <laughs> lucky, lucky you had that stick. <laughs> um, and then, like, they, they, they carry on on their journey. Uh, they get to Lake Town, where I guess the inhabitants of Lake Town are doing yoga? I'll tell you what they are, Matt. Soviet dance witches. Soviet dance witches! Oh, my God. Like, well-choreographed, weird interpretive dance. I really loved it. And then we get another musical number. Cheese, my dear, 
another musical number. And <laughs> this is where the rudimentary, uh, the the uh, the proto green screen really pays for itself. I think <laughs> um, <laughs> because they've taken they've taken the um, the dwarves and Bilbo and they've superimposed them over the dancers of Lake T- dancing people of Lake Town to make the dwarves smaller. <laughs> But they've made them impossibly small. It's like a bunch They're like of, the size of a cat. They're like a bunch of pygmy dwarves appear. <laughs> and, and Gandalf is one of them, which is what really makes yeah. it. Yeah, they've done it to Gandalf. Gandalf is just like really tiny, like like barely over a foot. Still, still towering over Callum, mind you, but like absolutely minuscule. And then... <laughs> People of Lake Town give them something, I think, and then they just go. They're just on their way. That's, yeah, they, that's all we know of Lake Town. We don't gone. care anymore. <laughs> well, they've got to go to Lake Town's next to where the dragon is. So yes, they, they're ne- next going. to the Lonely Mountain, and and then they get to the Lonely Mountain, and uh, there's a brilliant moment that again just sort of transcended all language. Is where they stood at the at the entrance, and I could again. I couldn't understand what they were saying, but I knew they were saying, right, Bilbo, off you go. In you go there. And Bilbo's yep. like, oh, God, all, all on my own. And Oh, I, I don't want to be a burglar. And uh, he, t- he takes a step forward, and then he turns around and says something, and all of the dwarves, like, start looking the other way. And it's just like, it transcends all language. It's just Bilbo turning around going, does anyone want to come with me? And everyone going, oh, I think I left the stove oh. on. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Or my beard needs combing. I'm on my union mandated uh, five minute break, so uh, maybe in a bit. Uh, but Bilbo like waddles on into the treasure hoard, and he's got he's got like a proper little like thief's kit and a teeny tiny hammer. <laughs> yep, it's so he's good. Looking around for some locks to pick, he's looking for the Arkenstone, and uh, he finds it. But then he also finds. The the big scary dragon that lives within the mountain. He finds Smaug, who <laughs> uh, <laughs> how how to phrase this? <laughs> he is the best dragon I have ever seen. Oh, he is he's miles uh, better than Benedict Cumberbatch. Way more believable. Abs- yeah, way more uh, way more believable. Way more aesthetically pleasing than Benedict Cumberdragon. Um, he is, however, very clearly made of rubber. <laughs> he's he looks big like rubber boy. He's, he's, a big, he's a big rubber crocodile, like on someone's hand. <laughs> and then, then there's another guy's hand doing the one hand for it. He's like a, a giant muppet. Yeah, he is. He's literally a muppet, but he's made entirely out of rubber. He's got the puppet head for the dragon. He's got human hands. Yeah, <laughs> which are very, very strange. And they're really big, like the hands are about the same size as his head. And then later we we cut to uh, another shot of the dragon flying through the oh, sky. Yes. And his and hands it's, are really it's, tiny. It's, it's a totally different dragon. Yeah, because you know why? Because it's a smaller puppet designed to go on a single hand. <laughs> <laughs> and the arms are just like the pinky finger and the thumb. <laughs> it's amazing. And then the dragon I... attacks Bilbo. Bilbo steals something. Um, it steals the Arkenstone, I think. You you know how it goes. Bilbo gets away. Dragon gets fucking pissed. He decides to smash up Lake Town. 
He flies over and we get the briefest, most like insanely stupid dragon attack scene I've ever seen in my life. Honestly. The little hand dragon just like <laughs> zooming over. You get two shots and then he dies. He's in it for yeah. like 20 seconds. Yeah, honestly, Smaug is just like not in this movie. It's like they bring him up and then like just dump him. I presume the, the puppet broke beyond repair. The funny, the funny <laughs> The funny part is that puppet is definitely the most expensive prop in the whole thing. Yeah, like, a thousand percent. Smaug. Oh, in terms of props, yeah, Smaug is like yeah, the, the two Smaugs are like fifty percent of the budget. But again, really charming. Like Smaug, obviously, is this big dragon, but he's just got like a normal Russian voice. He's just yeah. like a guy. He's just like, "Why are you in my house? Stop stealing my stuff! <laughs> I am going to call the police." <laughs> Please do not tell anyone about my collection of Western films. <laughs> no, this is uh, Gorbachev era, so he's getting. Oh, yeah. He's going to Pizza oh, Hut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's why he's red. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Smaug, M- one of the MVPs, can't beat Gollum, but he is. He's a, he's an angel. I thought they were going to do Smaug like the giant lizard. Like, yeah, just... I was so excited when I saw it. I was like, please just put wings on a lizard. Stock footage of a lizard. <laughs> So now, obviously, you know the bulk of the story's over. Uh, they've overcome all this tre- trouble. They've they've uh, defeated the dragon. They've got the Arkenstone. We think it's all done, but then there's a battle <gasps> of five armies, and it's epic, right? It's huge. It's gigantic. Makes Battleship Temkin look like shit. Um, it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen in a Russian film. You see, I did. I didn't see any of that. Oh, didn't you? No, because it, it's not there. there <laughs> oh yes, I forget. Oh no, sorry. I was thinking of. Sorry, uh, yeah, you. I was no. I was just watching Odessa's step sequence. I was just sitting there. I was. I was watching the fucking Eisenstein film, and I was like, "Wow, this is much better than I expected." <laughs> For a brief moment, uh, YouTube glitched out, and you were suddenly watching uh, Enemy at the Gates. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> they, just, <laughs> they literally just brush over it. Yeah, it's, it's just like they just amazing. go. Oh, there's like a bunch of a bunch of army guys turn up, and they're all very angry at each other. They have a big fight, and um, uh, foreign gets hurt, and then the battle's over. <laughs> <laughs> and it's literally like that, and it's heartbreaking. You know, it's just like it's budgetary. It, there was no way they could have pulled it off. <laughs> there was absolutely no way they could have done it. But it's such a shame. I would have loved to have seen oh, absolutely. Russian choreographed Battle of Five Armies. And you know it would have dance involved as well. Hell yeah. Hell yeah it would. Fucking Cossacks and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so uh, to try and divert this, this battle, um, Bilbo tries to give the crystal to someone else. I think is it Lake Town? And Thorin throws a massive bitch fit um, and a big army animated by Ralph Steadman arrives and Bilbo just sort of naps his way through it and wakes up at the end. Bilbo just goes to fucking sleep. He's he's had a hard day. Gandalf's chuffed to bits that Bilbo seems to be the only person who survived this like genocidal war. Um, (laughs) uh, Thorin turns up he's dying he's he's bitched far too much to even carry on living and he dies bravely once again calling bilbo out for giving away his precious gemerald i thought he forgives him oh i don't know <laughs> again this is my guess no no it's um it, again like very similar to the book where like 
uh, foreign goes, oh, I've seen the error of my ways. Greed is bad, not good, actually. Um, <laughs> Matt, I, I think I, I finally get it. I have understood the message yeah. of this film. <laughs> I have fi- finally understood the uh, the wealth that is the community, and uh, yeah, so like he forg- he forgives Bilbo for taking the Ark and Stone. I'd like to depart this life uh, with us as friends, and Bilbo's like, yeah, that's cool, dog. Don't you worry. Uh, Foreign then dies. Bilbo gives the uh, the surviving dwarves the Ark and Stone, making uh, the the collective of the dwarves equal partners in the ownership of the Lonely Mountain. Is that actually what happens? Uh, I think so. It's not like it, obviously yes! like that's not direct. That's not like a du- direct quote. But oh, like, oh, I think okay. that's pretty Sorry. much what Sorry, happens. Sorry, no, yeah, no worries. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I got really excited there. I thought there'd been some actual propaganda put into the into no, the actual I, like story. But yeah, was was Tolkien? A, a, not maybe not a socialist, but like at the very least, like a, a lefty. Was he? No, no, was no. He... Uh, I I read a quote about um him describing it as beastly. I think socialism. So oh, I see. Today, I've sadly learned that J.R.R. Tolkien was the supporter of the nationalists in the Spanish Civil War. Boo. Yeah, Boo. I mean, uh, we should we shouldn't be surprised. The man was a fucking rich aristocrat. I know, I know. But so they they share the mountain. I assume they they form some sort of people's commissariat of the Lonely Mountain. Yes, yeah. And uh, Bilbo, having completed his mission, decides to go home, and he he sings a little song while he does it. Uh, he gets a little bit of treasure as well, just a little bit, enough to enough to keep him happy. Um, mm-hmm. and he he says goodbye to all of his friends one by one again. Mr. Bilbo Baggins. Mr. Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> and, uh, and he gets a little smooch on the cheek at one point. No, one of the dwarves kisses him. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, they're all saying goodbye. They all shake his hands. And then uh, one of the dwarves comes over and gives him a great big smackaroonie on the cheek. Just a big course, wet lipped. Once again, once again, the strange homoeroticism of The Hobbit. And uh, Gandalf waves us away into a big cloud. And we get one last musical number. It's Bilbo singing a beautiful reprise of the first song as he tots his way off into the forest. It's a nice way to end the film. It's very, again, like like the rest of it, it's very light-hearted, very fun. Um, everyone's had a good time. And you get to I'm... see the beautiful Shire painting one more time. There's, there's a, a, I thought too. this was really well done, actually, given the, uh, the circumstances. The zoom out from uh, Bilbo sort of relaxing in front of his new uh, golden fireplace because he's got all the treasure. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, the camera pans out of the door of the Hobbit hole and uh, to the painting. And there's some like very crude, rudimentary green screening, but it looks it looks relatively seamless. Yeah, it, really doesn't, nice. yeah, it doesn't look too bad. It's pretty good. It, like I said, it's not, it's not too far off anything the West was producing at the time. Um, so oh, I don't know like, about that. Well, I mean, I mean, like, in terms of, like, if a Western director had this budget, they would probably look a little bit worse. <laughs> I mean, that's probably true. I don't know about that, but uh, I mean, it's 1985. Terminator had just come out. Yep, you're true. Ignore me. I am. I'm. I don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, who smells toast? Actually, did Terminator come out in 1985? 1984. <laughs> wow, what, what was meant to happen then? <laughs> Something good, I think, maybe. Um, double plus good. Double plus good. <laughs> Much like the the Hobbit. Yeah. Good night, Russian Tolkien, and Godspeed. That's what I said as uh, as he sent sent me off and then uh, wandered away into the into the wicker chair cafe, never to be seen again. <laughs> the the realm the realm of endless wicker chairs. <laughs> <laughs> I am J.R.R. Tolkien, and I am in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need chairs to sit. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> he's just he's trapped in this dimension. He can never leave. The hobbit is just a word. This reality is, <laughs> is much, much worse. <laughs> But yeah, oh. no, I was, uh, I was in. This is going to be a short one um, because we didn't prep for this very well. Yeah, no, it was. It, I was really charmed by it. I know I keep saying that, but that's literally the only way I could describe it. It was like it felt like going to a, a friend's school play or my sister's school play or something, and just being like, "Oh, this was fun." This was yeah, definitely good. Definitely, this uh, this is a very well put together play. Again, like I keep bringing up the budget because like you kind of have to. It's it's very sort of present that. Oh, there yeah. wasn't much of there wasn't much of a budget, but with what they had, they've done really, really well. And I think, in a way, like it being a telly play rather than trying to be, you know, a film with you know editing and angles and lighting and all that sort of stuff, you know, the mise en scène. Um, mm. It actually it it means that you can get away with that lower budget because you're like it's asking you to suspend your disbelief to begin with. It's then asking you to suspend your disbelief further when a bunch of fucking uh, Russian men turn up with terrible ginger beards and <laughs> glitter all over their faces. <laughs> and a man in a frog suit, suit starts screaming, Baleski, Baleski! Um, whimsical. I think whimsical oh. is how I would choose to, uh, to describe it. A rare whimsical treat of a warm yeah. tin film. I, I you said you're not entirely sure it's a warm tim film. I don't I, necessarily think it is. Yeah, I'm I'm still of the opinion that this is it's not a warm tin film. It's a, it's not something I'd stick on like after a night out and expect everyone to like have a laugh watching it. The the films that we the, we generally watch like they have like that tongue in cheek kind of earnestness to them. Whereas this is like it's not tongue in cheek. It's just earnest and it's just very wholesome. And yeah, obviously, like there's bits that are ropey, bits that don't really work, that are funny, but everything else is just like, oh, this is really fun. They're having a good time. It's hard to quantify, but it is. It's very different from what I would consider a warm tin film. I'd agree. I think Callum would agree as well. He texts me going, "I don't necessarily think this is going to be a, a warm tins film, um, but we'll give it a go." And after watching it, I'd say, yeah, po- probably. I-, I wouldn't call this a Warm Tins film. You wouldn't, if you tried to watch this while you were a little bit drunk, I think you'd just be confused and fall asleep. Especially if you're watching it in Russian. <laughs> but i tell you what it did make me think of. It made me think of after you'd watched the Warm Tin movie for the night. You know, everyone was pissed. They'd all come home and uh, we'd, we'd watch, I don't know, Leprechaun 2. 
and <laughs> everyone would sort of laugh and then tucker themselves out with that and then maybe a few people would start nodding off and then the second movie would go on and no one would really yeah. pay quite as much attention because you, you kind of expected you're not really going to watch it the whole way through it, it needed to be low stakes mellow um yeah like it, it's almost like a, a it's an even warmer movie it's not a warm tin movie it's a warm tea movie before you yes. go to bed you and your buddies you've gone out you've been you've been boozy you've been rowdy and then you come back and you're all sort of going oh let's put the soviet hobbit on <laughs> <laughs> bizarrely with our friend group probably not a, a actually that stretch yeah, <laughs> that much on, of a honest- stretch Honestly, if this film had been like found in the archives, what, six years ago now, probably would have happened. Yeah. And I mean, I'm just pleased to watch Soviet cinema um, for, for, for reasons that I will not commit to on air. <laughs> I, um, I, also, I find it truly amazing uh, how, uh, how the Soviets, with a planned, efficient economy, managed to, <laughs> uh, managed to condense three films into one. It's almost as if Peter Jackson's uh, trilogy for the hobbit is literally all filler and extremely boring i posit to you can the soviet hobbit and peter jackson's the hobbit trilogy be used as an illustrative example of the differences between storytelling under communism and storytelling or maybe socialism by that point generously um <laughs> be used as an illustrative point for socialist filmmaking versus late stage capitalist filmmaking in that the socialist filmmaking they couldn't do a lot of the stuff and then they filled in the blanks but they still did the things that they could to the best of their limited ability with this everyone's giving it their all everyone's having fun everyone's throwing in a dance number because you know what why the fuck not and then we go to the capitalist one and it's entirely made CGI, extracting an entire children's book into three fucking incredibly self-serious wanky films that only serve to further a franchise. And destroying the local <laughs> acting industry by just completely running roughshod over uh, the workers' rights. Absolutely fucking everyone. I don't know, Tom. Uh, I don't I don't know if a comparison can be drawn. They just they're <laughs> they're just two very different films. And um you know what I do remember uh, Peter Jackson's one uh, opening with uh this is this film is dedicated to the brave people of Afghanistan. <laughs> the brave the brave fighters of the Mujahideen <laughs> Yeah, I don't really have much else to say about Hobbit, um, other than, listener, go watch it. It's fun. It's all on YouTube. You can watch it without subtitles very easily, (laughs) or you can search for Soviet Hobbit with subtitles like Matt did, and maybe you'll understand the film, but... I personally felt not understanding it really added to the experience. Yes, it made it probably made it far more mystical and fun. It really <laughs> did make it mystical is very much the word because <laughs> Russian is just a fucking freakish language anyway. Oh, boy. It's like a dead elder tongue. It's, <laughs> it's like the, the sort of thing that like I don't know the mole people would speak. <laughs> Camp wizards, plumbers. <laughs> Men in fancy dress and anoraks. <laughs> what more could you want? A man literally covered in straw. 
Well, this has been a very oh. brief warm tins, but I think uh, I think that'll probably do it for us. Uh, we'll hopefully be back next time with uh, with a full ensemble cast. But yeah, we will we will tune in and speak to you when we next speak. How do you end it, Matt? <laughs> Could you do it? I don't know how to do it. <laughs> You're out of practice, Tom. I need <laughs> I need someone to help me. I need an adult. Matt, I tried to do the outro and I got my dick caught in the ceiling fan. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's uh, pretty much where we're going to leave it with Tom hanging from the ceiling. Me down. I'm not joking. <laughs> help me. Stop laughing at me, Matt. It's that's <laughs> fucked up, man. Uh, no, I'm going to continue laughing, uh, <laughs> but I will have to do that away from away from the microphone. Uh, thank you very much for listening, uh, everyone. Uh, hope we hope you enjoyed this episode, uh, and we'll catch you in a couple of weeks' time. We'll see you in a bit. Goodbye, Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo Baggins. Merry Christmas, dog.